BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And thanks very much for tuning into the maiden voyage of the latest production on the mid-season slump, Huddles and Stout. Um, for those of you who have listened to some of our other productions, you'd probably be sick and tired of my voice. But for those of you who haven't heard of us before, I am the Sasquatch. And I'm delighted to introduce a new voice to the mid-season slump for the autumn period. Rocky, how are you? Hello, Sasquatch. How are you? I'm glad to oh, be good. here. Honoured. Yeah, why don't you give us a little brief introduction? Because everyone loves giving brief introductions about themselves. Yeah, a brief introduction. There's not much to say, there's not much to me. Um, I've been sort of a fan of the NFL now for about half a dozen years. Um, uh, I'd sort of be into a lot of the American sports baseball. I dip into MLB, uh, NBA, all of those sort of things. In terms of domestic sports, be into the the rugby um i'd be partial to a bit of cav and gaa but beyond that <laughs> beyond that that's me i live a simple life and uh of the sports you do follow what would be your sides kind of because we're all kind of i suppose multi sports sides here on the network yeah well i'm sure we'll get into it but i sort of follow the the philly any sort of philadelphia american sports um Rugby, it's it's Leinster and a bit of Ulster because technically that's that's my side, but but it'd be Leinster. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something kind of probably I suppose unique about the podcast. It's an Irish NFL based podcast, and there's not a Patriots fan in sight. Um, yes, or or Dolphins. Dolphins had a big following there. The the Asians and nineties. Yeah, now usually just when you get an Irish American sport. Uh, sports podcast you, you tend to get a huge Boston influence but 
whoever's at Philadelphia men, which we'll probably crack to later on in the show as to why. But I suppose I might just give a brief introduction to the show. So obviously, it's going to be our weekly NFL show. It is kicking off proper in two weeks' time, the 11th of August. And it'll probably be available wherever you find your podcasts every Thursday of every week. Gonna, we'll start off with a with a pre, with a season preview where we go through the state of each of the conferences basically. But without much further ado, um, I just kind of draft up a few quick fire, not quick fire, but a few discussion questions just to kind of get the ball rolling, giving people yeah something to to chew on, chew on, and just kind of something to listen to and say is this for me? Is it not for me? So I'll kick us off and I'll ask you a very important question, and is what is it that led to you supporting Philadelphia? Yeah, it's 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 not a long, complicated story. Uh, I remember in 2016, um, I was opening up a an online Paddy Power account because I wanted to place a bet on Ireland versus Wales in the Six Nations. I ended up missing the the whatever the sign up offer, so I had I know whatever it was five or ten euro in my balance, and I just wanted to get rid of it to be honest. Uh, so one of the nights I went on, I saw American Sports. Thought, what the hell? I saw the Philadelphia Phillies. I, the the comical laziness of the name just I was smitten with it so it went bet on the the Phillies it was my first my first bet I ever placed and I sort of just latched on to Philly sports latched on to the Philadelphia Eagles fair I wish I wish mine was as uh, as uh, wholesome as that one <laughs> <laughs> mine's a bit of a it's, a it's a bit of a strange one to be honest but um I suppose I got into the NFL circa 2006, 2008. Um, You're a lot more tenured like most, than I. Yeah. Uh, like most people in this country, it starts with maybe Red, red Zone because that's what comes on after Soccer Saturday or Soccer Sunday. And I just kind of was slowly watching it more and more of it. And Philly were kind of going through a, a stage where they were transitioning from Donovan McNabb to kind of Michael Vick, a quarterback. Now, I wasn't fully aware of and maybe how Michael Vick ended up being a backup quarterback in Philly and I that might have maybe dissuaded me but I just fell in love with kind of the whole concept of a mobile quarterback Michael Vick mm. in particular was exceptional but by the time I kind of had learned what Michael Vick had maybe done I know he's kind of he's made amends I kind of fall in love with kind of the, the franchise the city and kind of what it stood for so it's, it's probably a strange reason to support a side but that's definitely how I got Engrossed in, in in the Eagles, I think. Um, like, I don't think my my origin story is particularly romantic or anything. I think a lot of people just just you just a, latch on. Yeah, don't you, you just latch on. Some people yeah. just pick a team randomly. That's I think that's just how a lot of people, particularly um, sort of NFL fans over here, they wouldn't have a connection to a particular yeah. city or a state, so they do end up just maybe supporting one of the first teams they come across. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so now that's kind of we, we we've got the um, the love letter back to the NFL sorted. So now it's time, probably suppose a few more nitty gritty questions. So quite a simple one. It's been dominating the headlines for quite a bit. Deshaun Watson, does he play? I I don't know. Does he play? Um, <laughs> I I kind of flip flop on what I think the NFL is leaning. Uh, every so often you hear uh, a slew of, of articles saying he'll be gone for the year. The year. Uh, I think recently there was a few saying six weeks. 
Um, so it's hard to say. Yeah, it's where you? I tend to, I tend to lean. Like the cynic in me kind of feels that this particular case reeks of having more than just Deshaun Watson's involvement in it. Um, I see recently the the Texans had mm. reached settlements um, for a number, a number significant, like similar enough to Watson. So I, I get the feeling, and this is probably a bit tinfoil hatty, but um, the, the NFL is aware that the whole incident around this, it, it's probably another gross governance issue similar to what's going on in Washington. And I just don't think the NFL can face having two franchises caught up in that so I think it's going to be a six game slap on the wrist and it's going to be buried um, rather than kind of what would be the outcome if this is properly investigated and that's a bit conspiracy theory-esque I'm cognizant of that but I do do just believe it kind of does it, it seems off it seemed off from the, from the get-go um, the fact that the gentleman pursuing all the um lawsuits against Deshaun Watson is very close with the McNair family it's just mm. from day one it's never quite sat well um, I mean, look the, the reality of it is regardless of what the outcome is it's probably a bad luck for the game anyway because we're alienating female fans either way I think um, I don't think true justice will be sought um, and I don't think we'll ever fully know the truth in this case it's just so interchangeable so movable that it's it's probably best if it's just dealt with swiftly and we can all move on and hopefully those affected haven't had their lives wrecked it's um it's a very bad look for the NFL oh. um particularly when in in baseball Trevor Bauer was just suspended for a full year and that's not 17 games that's whatever it's 168 so uh, mm. there's pressure on them um, yeah. I know Deshaun Watson and his camp have recently sort of come out to say that if it is a full year that they will be taking case or taking action against the NFL so mm. whether that is hot air or whether that's what they anticipate yeah it's it's yeah it's I I think they want well they might threaten I think do they do lean towards the hot air kind of element of it because I mean I think regardless his side having him sat out last year want him back on the field as quickly as possible yeah absolutely so it, like they may take the ban to get him back on whereas if they take it to court that could be another season missed so yeah yeah that's a fair point strange one strange one, strange one. next up this is a bit probably a bit more uh, upbeat but uh, the best signing of free agency yeah, I had, I think, a few candidates for this. Um, and I'll start off with one, but it's a bit of a double whammy. It's uh, it's two sides of the coin. It's a good signing and a bad signing for the same team. Uh, I think the Amari Cooper trade, rather, I think it's a great trade. I think uh, a swap of sixth with the Cowboys and forking over a fifth for Amari Cooper. He's only 28, just 28. He's on a fairly reasonable contract. Um, I know, I think he's probably has a similar cap hit to Stefan Diggs. And I know which which I'd rather have, but um, if Deshaun Watson does end up playing, he put a, he had a record year with Brandon Cooks, I think. With Amari Cooper, he can, he can exceed that. 
Mm. Um, I think just on the back of that, the the David Njoku signing, I think it's terrible. Terrible. Mm. Is the fifth highest value for tight ends. Um, If you want to look at some of his stats, in 2021 he played 15 games, 24th in receptions, 22nd in yards. In 2020, 13 games, 45th in receptions, and 47th in yards. It's a very crude way of looking at it, but it's nowhere near top five. And that's what mm. it is. I think mm. it's, it's a, an outrageous contract. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, do, you want to, do you want to alternate, or do you have one, or will I... Yeah, I, I, I kind of had three, three options. I kind of had what I think is the best. Uh, I had the... And then the last two are kind of non-sexy and the sexy pick. So I'll go with what I think actually is the best free agent signing. It's probably the re-signing of Stefan Diggs by Buffalo. I know like free agents, people think of teams move, players moving sides, but mm. I just think in terms of the importance of that franchise right now, while they're still in the championship window, Stefan Diggs is an integral part of that. And I would have reservations that if Stefan Diggs left, that championship window would still be as far open as it is open right now. So that for me was probably the more important sign of the off season. And, uh, and uh, a good contract. Mm. Is he 24-ish mm. annually? Yeah. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. So that was kind of my my, my staple um, staple pick of free agency. But if you have another option, we'll throw it out. I, um, I do. I I grasp that some low hanging fruit here um, and it's I think it's Russell Wilson I think the Broncos were set up the, across the board they had a fantastic team good receivers offensive line their defense was good when Von Miller was there I know he's gone now but it's still very good across the board um, the one caveat they had was Drew Luck at the helm now you theoretically slot Russell Wilson into this team and it should be championship caliber um, so I think I think if things go right for Denver they, they could take it all if things go right for Denver um, I'd be a bit he wary he was my sexy pick too as well. oh was he <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah no I, I kind of just scrubbed him down he was my sexy pick because you should never really underestimate the hidden value in signing kind of a good cultural player Absolutely. in roster building as well too so that's what Russell brings for you um, I'll give you my non-sexy answer go um, I think it's potentially Mitch Trubisky to Pittsburgh wow he's, that is not sexy at all it's not sexy at all but he's athletic he has got a good arm he arguably didn't get the college playing time he should have got done I think he was thrown to the Wolves in Chicago and I think under a coach's experience is Mike Tomlin he could he could turn heads I think not turn heads but he could surprise people I don't think he's going to make them a Super Bowl contender but yeah. I think they could be competitive in what is now after what since he did last year it is now arguably the most competitive conference in or division in the entire competition so and he he maintains their relevancy anyway no I think he's a good pick uh, he's 2017 I think sexy. he had some some very good games but no not as you say not sexy no not sexy I have a couple of a couple of other games or names I'll I'll, I'll throw out there um, 
for the Raiders, Chandler Jones, I think it's to pair with um, Max Crosby. I think it's very solid. Uh, decent contract too. Uh, Michael Gallup for the Cowboys. When he's healthy, I think he's extremely solid. And he's playing for, uh, I think, just north of 10 million a year. If he's healthy, I think that's a very good signing for the Cowboys. Um, Brandon Scherf for the Jags. I think if they they have to maximise Trevor Lawrence. That's all they mm. should be about. And one of the top five guards in the in the league. Mm. Thereabouts. I think Hassan Reddick for the Eagles. Again, very simple or very very simple. Just uh somebody who's gonna be passing the pass uh rushing the passer, I should say. Passing the rusher. Rushing the passer. <laughs> um I think it's what Philly needed and I think Zach Ertz for the Cardinals. I think mm. he he went to, to Arizona, became the de facto tight end leader there. I think he's he sort of re reinvigorated his career there. Yeah. Fair. Um yeah, I just gone with the tree, so happy to move on. Um the next question on the list was the biggest jump this season, player or franchise? So mm. I'm happy to take well, I meant to I meant to have a look at some odds for comeback players as a sort of a cheat code, but I didn't. I sort of played it safe or rather simple. Um, I took two two franchises, but a particular units of the franchises. I think Washington, their defense, um, huge ex- expectations last season. Mm. I think losing Chase Young, and then. All of the absences they had with COVID, uh, they lost Montez Sweat, uh, Jonathan Allen, Kendall Fuller, Matt Ioannidis. Um, I know Taylor Heineke and Brandon Scherf are on the offense, but like that's some that's they're they're big names to lose throughout the year. Um, I expect Chase Young. He's that talented that I'm not too worried about him coming back from an injury. I expect he'll mm-hmm. come back and they'll have certainly one of the best front four. Uh, Certainly in that division, I think across the entire league, they're they're up there, and they can only improve. Uh, another another thing I had was just the Ravens across the board. Um, I don't know if you like all the the advanced football metrics, all those numbers that they throw out that they they the the experts ensure measure some very varying factors uh, but football outsiders have this metric adjusted games lost it sort of tallies yeah. up tallies up all the games that would have been affected by the players that were missed I think they had circa about 190 game adjusted games lost and that's that's far more than I think that was second and that was San Fran in 2019 when they had those particularly awful games in, in uh, MetLife Stadium I think they again, they can't have injury luck as bad as they did last year. Um, their running backs, which is their bread and butter, that was decimated before the season. Their cornerbacks mm. and Paul Lamar having the the squits in the middle of one of the games and cramps, and I think they can only come back stronger than than wh- mm. how they finished last year. Bottom of the division, yeah. the Ravens. That's madness. It's it's a very competitive division, though. It certainly um. is. And what are your better. expectations for the Ravens? Or what, if you were to put them somewhere, where are you putting them? 
I think I think that that whole division is interchangeable. Really? Yeah, I think it's like you'd expect Pittsburgh. I know I kind of mentioned maybe Mitch Trubisky could be a, a, a good signing for Pittsburgh, but you expect them to take a bit of a backward step this season. And then there's too much up in the air with Cleveland. Like, who's their starting quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. I think for that reason, I I default and put Cleveland last. Um, But again, Mm. I think... But very easy, they can become first. Very easy. If Deshaun Watson gets the minimum sentence, if he gets four games, I think the Browns Mm -hmm. could still potentially win that division. Absolutely. Um, it's just such a it's just a good division I'm, I'm not going to lie though I I would have the Ravens first in that division personally oh like as in if there's no issues if if Deshaun Watson starts game one Cincinnati are right back where they were last season yeah no reason to believe and they regress Mitch Trubisky hits the ground absolutely firing there is still no logical reason why the Ravens can't be top of that division. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. how tight it is. Yeah, no, you're um, right. You're right. It's. I think but you can't say somebody will. Um, and I, again, the only reason I would put or tend to put Cleveland at the bottom is the uncertainty around um, their quarterback the position. Yeah, yeah, which can change overnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the final question I had, just to kind of tease it out the biggest drop off this season player or franchise I had only gone with one I just gone with a franchise I might get it out there because I know people are going to say I'm biased but can I say the Cowboys <laughs> I just think biased. yeah it just they just seem rife with issues um, plus they've lost arguably the best wide receiver Dutch and Mary Ron there's all sorts of chat around this harmony in the locker room I think it actually might have been a Mary Cooper but I know there was a comment thrown around that Dak Prescott was African American cousins I think it was a Mary Cooper I come out with that but there's all sorts of infighting and I just think I don't think Dak is the quarterback Whoa, I think that he's that's, paid to be okay okay he's a good quarterback but he's not the quarterback he's paid to be and I think that starts to put pressure on elsewhere. Hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with the the discord in Dallas with mm-hmm. um, that debacle with with Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. Totally unnecessary. Um. And I think even they they were they were that close to losing Demarcus Lawrence mm-hmm. over a couple of million. Um, Funnily enough, I had um, Trayvon Diggs as a drop-off. I think uh, expecting him to replicate 11 interceptions, I don't think so. Now, he could still have a good season, but if he he could have four or five interceptions and allow half as many yards, it'd be as good or a better season, but it's not going to be... He's not going to get the buzz as one of the top uh, cornerbacks in the league. Um, Maybe he is that good and he can replicate 10 interceptions mm. year after year but that doesn't happen that unlikely. often yeah very unlikely yeah. Um, so I still think despite saying that he might have a big drop off I still think he could have a good year yeah I think interceptions in though, yeah. In, yeah I think interceptions can be 
being in the right place at the right time. Um, if you look at Anthony Harris on the Eagles, a couple of years ago he had seven interceptions and he's come nowhere close since. Uh, I think mm. it's a case of being in the right place at the right time. Mm. Fair, fair. The other one I, I kind of just jotted down in my notes um, today when I was planning to work was Seattle, but they're tanking and it's it's fairly obvious at this stage they're tanking. There's a, there's a good quarterback draft class coming through next season so so they're in full full blown tank mode I think yeah yeah I think um, I probably won't be paying much time or heed to Seattle this year but next year no but next year maybe yeah yeah um, I've a couple of two but I don't know if I'm that committed to them it might be more of a discussion I think Arizona might struggle um, last year they started hot out of the gate um, and for the last few years they've finished the season pretty cold now next year they won't have D-Hop for the first six games he's going to be suspended mm. so I don't think they'll be able to rely on the, the, the formula of starting hot and resting on, mm. on that early streak um, I don't think Kyler is particularly his stats aren't that attractive without DeAndre Hopkins so they'll have a lot to overcome they've lost pieces on defence Chandler Jones um, I think where the NFC West was was one of the most competitive mm. divisions I think that that has been lost a little bit um, Arizona's just been eroded away slightly yeah 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 no it has it has obviously take, taken a, a bit of a step back um, especially seen as the uncertainty in San Francisco are present. Obviously, LA, LA Rams are obviously Super Bowl champions and stuff like that. But yeah. it doesn't seem to be the gauntlet it once was. Um, no. Which is strange the season after a Super Bowl champion coming from that division. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, yeah. the last one I had was I just want to see what the Titans look like without AJ Brown. Um, mm, I think there was true. a stat floating around out there that Tannehill is. One and four without AJ Brown, and he's ten and ten and two with AJ Brown. Now that's possibly a very cherry picked stat, mm. but um, I think the case has been made that it's um, AJ Brown had a greater influence on the Titans than Derrick Henry because um, when Derrick Henry was injured last year, who was who was the backup in um, Tennessee? the backup uh, running back, back filled in for the king fit mm, Fieldman. 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 I can't remember he was uh, but he did a good job he did a very reasonable job they still still got the number one seed um um and like I said they went one and four when AJ Brown wasn't playing so so I just want to see I'm not I'm not going to predict a massive fall off I don't think they get the number one seed again but I'd like to see how they fare yeah, it's a, it's a soft division though. It is a soft division. Um, I could see, it, but I could see them splitting with the Colts. The Colts. Um, I could, if I squint my eyes, I could see them splitting with the Jags. Mm. Uh, I think they might sweep Houston, but you know, divisional games, anything could happen. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, well, I think I don't actually think I've had much more to add. Um, I think that was a was a good intro t- teaser t- episode, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. We got Maiden there. Voyage. Yeah, absolutely. Maiden Voyage. Some dubious We're working stuff out. Statements. Yeah. What can I get better? But I suppose, um, yeah, I suppose look, you can find this wherever you find your podcast. If you're if you're hearing this, you've obviously undoubtedly found it already. Um, for any kind of subscribers to the Mid-Season Slope, you'll be aware that in the podcast description, there is a link to our friends usasports.co.uk. Just click the link to peruse um, the wide variety of sporting apparel, um, All-American. Um, I suppose that's all from me. And I have nothing more to add either, my good friend Sasquatch. Thank you and good night. zone right Joe that's exactly right I mean get there's nobody there. inside the 10 get back guys. here it is the season's on the line two receivers left and right McCown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone Touch! touchdown no no the Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs